1: Welcome back to another episode of Getting More Success. Now today, I hope you're feeling fit. I hope you're feeling healthy because we have an ultra runner with us today. And it gives me a great, great pleasure to have uh, my friend Richard Bowles on the line. Richard, welcome. Warwick Murray,
0: do you know I hate the word ultra? It reminds me of washing detergent.
1: (laughs) Okay, so let's no longer an ultra runner. You're a mega runner. You're an insane runner. You're a man who runs distances that people are too scared to drive. So, give us an example. What's the, the longest distance you've run? Well,
0: let's, let's put it in, in, into context. I'm a, I'm, I like to call myself an adventure runner. Right. So, I run mountain trails that span entire nations. So, that's anything from 1,000 to 5,500 kilometers in length. So, I run a, on average about two marathons a day. And uh, to put that into, into some perspective, I guess, if you're in Melbourne, that's like running from the CBD to Frankston and back every single day, uh, took a few mountains in, in there, and you kind of starts to paint a bit of a picture of the the, the kind of running that I do.
1: It's, it's, to me, it's insane, but then again, everyone does something different. And I suppose that leads into the question I like to ask people, because everyone has a different definition, how do you define success?
0: It's a good word, isn't it? It's a good word. I think success is growth. I think it's growth, progress, development. Um, I think that success is a feeling and I think most people get it confused as being something like the goal itself um, and I think once you get to the goal, does that make you successful or do you open your eyes to the next thing? So I think, yeah, it's, it's about growing and if, and if we're not growing, then we don't feel successful and I've kind of experienced that myself recently. I've had some, some dark patches in my, in my life, in my work. Um, and that's made me, I guess, um, not feel that success- successful. And that in itself doesn't make you feel confident, focused, motivated, and all those o- other attributes that you you know, you know, put towards success. So um, I, think it's, I think it's a feeling, and I think it's a bunch of small successes every single day, which makes you grow and develop, which deems you a success.
1: Okay, so I'm really interested in your adventure running because um, you and I have, have had conversations before. You've done things like run around an active volcano, you've run up mountains that others just want to climb, and you run up and over through snowstorms and blizzards. You've run essentially the distance like from Melbourne to Cairns, uh, like you've done some out there kind of things. So what got you started at at what stage did you go i know i'll run 5000 kilometers
0: yeah well you don't dream that up like you just don't if if you dream things like that up you need to go and see somebody you know (laughs) but this is but this is the whole whole idea of what i'm just i'm just speaking about is that you know it's it's development for me you know it, it started off with a run around the block and who would have thought you know five years later i'd be running you know the length of continents like it's 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 pretty crazy right so it did. It started with a run around the block. A guy wanting to shed a few kilos, he was in, a, in a, separate, well, a corporate sales career, lots of eating and drinking and all the stuff that goes with that. And I just needed to lose some weight. And it really just started with this jogging around the block twice a week. And literally maybe a kilometer each time, you know. From that, it goes to the, a 5K fun run, a 10K, and then I decided that I'd, I'd run a marathon and they said to me, if you run a marathon, it, it will change your life. I was like, whatever, you know. So I ran my first marathon back, would have been well, maybe 10 years ago. And I um, crossed the finish line, I remember thinking, it's not changed my life. felt exactly the same. But it's not until now that I realize what that statement meant is that I've actually, it's completely changed my life. You know, this is, this is my career. This is what I do for work. You know, I, I, go, I go around the world and have some amazing experiences, both, both internally and externally.
1: Right. So give us an example. What are some of the adventure runs that you have done?
0: Well, it actually started for me in running the world's longest mark trail. Um I thought to myself, if I'm gonna do such a thing, then let's just pick the world's longest mark one, right? It just makes makes sense. So um and that happens to be here in Australia. It's called the Bicentennial Na- National Trail. Uh it starts in Hillsville in Victoria and finishes in Cooktown in far north Queensland. So it's the, the total length of the Great Dividing Range. Um that's the longest I've ever done to date. I ran a marathon a day for basically half a year. Right? And it's funny because when I look back on that particular run right now, I don't deem myself successful at it because these days I run twice the distance over the same amount, sorry twice the distance uh, each day over the, over the same amount of time, and I see uh, so that's kind of that that growth and, and development thing. Um, from there, I went over to New Zealand. There's a trail there that goes through the mountains. Another three thousand and 50, fifty-four kilometers. Uh, I went to Israel around the Israel's National Trail, um, which had its own complications trying to run through a war, a war zone essentially. I was going to
1: say, there was bullets involved in that and one, wasn't on, there? On the first day, actually, Warwick, there was mis- literally, like, woo,
0: boom, missiles flying over my head on day one. And then you question yourself, so what am I doing here? Like, well, did you know that was going to be the case? Did you know that it was an active war zone? Well, maybe they put on the fireworks for me. I don't know. but <laughs> I kind of, uh, No, I didn't. Like, I didn't. And I was, I was in the middle of the desert. And um, I thought, well, I'm either going to turn around and go back or just carry on ahead. And I just, kept, I just carried on. Uh, and it never, ha- never happened again um, really? and, until I was chased by a tank. And the, and the stories go on. But, um, from there, what else did I do? I've been there, but you, you mentioned the volcano that was in Sumatra, uh, right, right across the northern tip of Sumatra. Around an active volcano. That was probably one of the most ridiculous things I've ever done in my career. Um, what else?
1: Did your did your shoes melt? Like was it that hot that your shoes were the rubber was melting? Or I,
0: I, I, look, there was literally stones the size of cricket balls falling out, out of the sky. Like it was crazy. Like we had to take some shelter under, under some um, some old. Corrugated iron or something, if, if I remember rightly. Um, but it just didn't want to call cool of spirits, you know. And I literally did that just to gain some attention, and it worked. Like, <laughs> look at this idiot running around an exploding volcano. Um, so for me, it was purely just an, a, a, an attention exercise. Um, so I've literally been all around the world. I mean, even in Australia, I've done uh, a couple of big trails here. In Australia, apart from the bicentennial, um, the Heisen Trail over in South Australia. That's 1,200 kilometers long uh, in 14 days. So that's kind of the, the level I'm at, at now. Is that I'm doing this like 1,200 kilometer kind of runs in a in a 14 day period, right? Um, which is extreme in itself.
1: Yeah, and because yeah. the interesting thing is, and you and I have had this discussion on several occasions. You actually don't like running. Hmm. Isn't that funny? <laughs> it's like, so you're running a couple of marathons a day. So we're talking about 100 kilometers a day and yeah. you don't like running. So just run me through that. Like, how, how does that work? I don't think anybody, any,
0: any runner that tells me, oh, I love running, I wish I could do what you go and do. It's like, nah, no one loves running, right? Fun run, like, where's the fun in that, right? Fun uh, so running itself, it's, it, it makes you sweat, yuck. You chafe, yep, said that word. Um, you know, you're out of breath. Um, there's all those. It, it's uncomfortable. Like, as soon as I leave the front door each morning to go out for, m- for my run, I can't wait until it's over. It's only when it's over that I go, this is why I do it. It's, right. it's an amazing experience. So the actual activity of running, I do not enjoy at all. And I guess that leads into, you know, the whole pain, discomfort, fear kind of area. You know, it's like every day when I go out there to run, I experience all those things, discomfort, pain, physically, mentally, but... They're really on your side. Like I think if we can look at them as a as a good thing and, and areas where we need to grow and develop, um, then they're kind of a good thing. So through the activity of running, which I hate so much, like paperwork, like emails, <laughs> um, like accounting stuff, hate all hate all of that too. But you learn stuff and you grow and you develop and you move forward. And I think that's what I like about running.
1: Right. So. As you're running your hundred kilometres a day, which is the activity you're not enjoying doing, as you're doing it, how do you stay focused? Like, how do you? Because, like, running hundred k, you, you like that's eight hours of running, yeah, something like that, or that sometimes.
0: Thing is the. The, the, the trail dictates how long I'm going to be out there for. Right.
1: So, you, you know, uphill, down, dale, through, ridders, through rivers, rivers, all over the place. Sorry. So How do you maintain the focus? How do you maintain the, I've still got to put another foot in front of the other and do it at speed because otherwise I'm going to be here forever.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, it's tough, right?
1: Um, well, for me, it's
0: about being in, in the moment. I think to, uh, to be focused is just me being in, in the moment. And I think what I'm trying to say there is that a lot of people always ask me, what do you think about? Like, what do you think about when you're out there for 8-12 hours a day, solo in the wilderness? And I'm not thinking about saving the world or what I'm going to do, do next. I'm literally thinking about the activity at hand. Like, what, no, do, do I need to eat now? Do I need to drink now? Have I taken a wrong turn on a five and a half thousand kilometer run? You don't want to take a wrong turn, <laughs> um, you know. Uh, all sorts of things. Am I breathing? Am I chafing? Am I feeling okay? Um, You know, all those things are going through my mind constantly throughout the day. It just repeats and repeats and repeats. And that's just being in the moment and purely focused on the activity at hand. But when I've lost that in the moment connection with what what I'm doing or not be focused, if if we like, I've literally need to lost my life. I got blown, I didn't blown, I I tripped off the top of a a mountain in New Zealand and and tumbled literally 80 metres, only to be saved by two rocks that sort of latched onto my backpack and my legs were hanging off the the edge of a cliff. And the only reason that happened is because I didn't think about what I was doing and I was thinking about all the things I'd rather be doing. So I guess the message out there is that it's not about, it's, if, if you're not focused at the job at hand, what's happening right now, because we, we can't control the future and the past has been, then if you, if you let things distract, distract you, you just go off course. Mm-hmm. Now for me, that was tumbling down a, mat, a mat, mountainside. For somebody else, it's just going down the wrong path and wasting a whole t- lot of time, money and energy going in completely the wrong direction. So I, I think to be focused, it's just being mindfulness. It's just that mindfulness thing of just being in the moment and not thinking about anything else But right now, not about the next meeting that's coming up or what you're going to make the kids for dinner tonight or any of those things. It's just what can I do right now? And I think that's I think that's focus.
1: Yeah. So how do you come up with the different ideas of locations of where you want to run or the different opportunities? Are you just like, what's going to give me the most attention or what's the craziest thing that I could do or what's what's an interesting place I'd like to go to? or How does it come up with? I
0: think they find me. (laughs) they just come it's like it's like opportunities they just they just arise when you start doing stuff right Um, you know I was was contacted recently by a company in Western Australia that wants me to go and run a trail over there like I know of the trail I've never thought about it before Um, but just you know me being out and about doing stuff um, just brings up these opportunities where people say hey why don't you come and do this or have you thought thought about this Mm -hmm. Um, I don't get out a map as much as I have a, a globe behind me here I don't spin it and go right. Let, let's let's go there um, because that's just torture. I just like yeah, don't like the thought of. That. <laughs> I'm not going to go and put it in Japan Well yeah. there. Um, so yeah, I think they just they just find me, and I think that's I think all these opportunities find anybody when you're out there just being active and, and, and growing and developing yourself, you know, and and, and just striving for more um, things. Kind of fall on your lap, and for me, that helps me go and, and do the next phase of my life or or my career. Um, set another well record and you know and just move on it's 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 kind of an exciting thing so
1: what's what's the bigger challenge for you physical or mental
0: mental probably actually mental mental is a funny mental is a funny one because mentally it destroys me when, when i get back that's when really mentally it hurts me um i think i'm that focused and at the job at hand that that's that's all there is it's just getting from a to b each day um, of course there's, there's other things in there like farmers with shotguns and wild dogs and tanks and stuff but you know it's just about getting from from A to B um, so it's kind of um, yeah mentally it's, it's hard when I get back though it's hard because I've sat down as you know Maurick, with a whole host of like psychologists here in Australia for anywhere from sports psychology to past life regression personality experts just to try and explore my own mind and how I'm able to get from A to B over such a long haul. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's it's just really interesting. Like I, I'm pretty messed up, I think. I think <laughs> you think, he says. Um, it's, it, it's it's definitely, they say to me, what well, it's purely mental when you're out, out there. I just don't see it when I'm in it. I think that's what it is. Uh, and when I come back and I think about what I've done and all the things I have to do, on a day-to-day basis, that becomes really difficult. Um, but physically, of course, completely wipes it wipes you like completely wipes you. Um, and you can't train to run five and a half thousand kilometers. You don't just go out for a three thousand k training run. Like it just doesn't doesn't happen. Um, so physically, there's only so far the body is going to take me, and the rest is just a pure mental game.
1: So just how a, do you train for a five thousand kilometer run?
0: I think I think life. You know, it's funny, I was running up, uh, there's, a, there's a big climb in the Dan here in Victoria, where i often run up and down. And uh, it's pretty rugged and it's steep in some sections. You kind of on your hands and knees as you get towards the top. And some guy says to me, oh, are you, are you, are you tra- training for something? I said, yeah, life. Because life, life's probably the toughest thing ever. <laughs> and it's kind of, that's kind of how you train for it. I think of, I, I draw on all the all the, the hardship and, and the bad times and the struggles and the challenges that I've had. I'm like. Uh, that might sound ridiculous, but that's kind of where it's happening. Right. Like, Of course I run, um, but again, I can't run 50, 60, 80, 100 k's a day just to train.
1: Yeah,
0: um, It just has to be part of my life, you know, and I go out every morning and maybe knock off 15, 20 kilometers, um, maybe something a bit longer at the weekend, but I'm not running the distances I do within the, the project for training itself.
1: Right, right. So. You've talked about being chased by a tank, uh, dogs, shotgun <laughs> by farmers with shotguns, almost plummeting off a cliff, being held by held back by rocks. Give us a give us a bit of the gossip. Like the farmer go, with a shotgun. Go. Tell me more. What what's Take that? Pick on. one. Pick <laughs> one. Go the farmer with the shotgun. Farmer oh, shotgun. Well, the, well,
0: the farmer with shotgun. I mean, you know, it's it's a it's a funny experience. When I, when I sat down with these um these psych, psychiatrists and psychologists, if you like. I should say psychiatrist, that his pills and stuff. Um, therapist, let's say. Um, I was talking about just some stuff, just in my life, general in my life, and I said, you yeah, know, like, it's nothing like when you've had a shotgun stuffed down, down your throat. She was like, what? Because I, because I just it was normal for me, and I just moved on. She was like, oh well, well just let's take it back a just a few steps. Shotgun in your mouth, like that's something you need to tell your therapist. <laughs> like, that's everything. <laughs> but for me, it's kind of like I, I look back in it, like it, I, I don't ever remember being scared. Or 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 fearful, and I, and it's not because I'm a superhero. I mean, I'm, I'm far from that. But I think at the time it was like it was just an inconvenience for me. And basically, it was along Australia's Great Dividing Range. I was probably four thousand k's into this five and a half thousand k run. You know, I I don't need your crap, mate. I've like I've just ran four thousand kilometers in the wilderness. I don't I don't need this crap. You know, um, and he, he was basically a guy who just lived in the middle of nowhere. Um, and he, and before I met him, I met, met his dog. I'd been out at this stage, probably in the wilderness, without seeing my team, probably for three days. And uh, next thing I know, I've got this this pig dog just running towards me, frothing at the mouth, you know, rah, rah, rah. so I took off my backpack to to try and fight it off. And then I noticed this guy in the corner of my eye. He was chopping up some wood, and I was like, well, hopefully he comes and he saves me from <laughs> this dog frothing everywhere. I'm really angry. So I'm trying to fight off this dog and he sees me and he puts down his ax and he starts walking over to me and he picks something out, outside, which was the shotgun. And as he headed towards me, he goes, Fluffy, be quiet. It's like, first of all, who calls a dog like that fl- Fluffy? <laughs> like, <laughs> and his next words were, beep, are you? I said, well, I'm Richard. I'm running the National Trust of Australia. He goes, you who? Like get off my effing property and bro. like it was a typical Queenslander, uh, <laughs> no, no offense to Queenslander that out there, the language was appalling. Uh, and uh, and he just yeah, he just kept putting his shotgun closer and closer and closer to me until he had it literally in the side of my face like this, and just said, you know, and his words were, "I'm going to effing shoot you." And I just said, "Well, I'm doing it for, cha- I'm doing it for charity." <laughs> and I've just all these things were coming out. And I was very calm and just kind of just telling him what I was doing and where I was going, and, and I wasn't kind of you know, like angry or or upset or scared. Um, and then I noticed that he had this kind of orchard um, just just to, just to the side. I said, look, I like your orchard. And he goes, oh yeah. And he dropped his shotgun. He goes, I've been growing those mandarins for a while now. I said, oh yeah. And he goes, yeah, the sun's blessed them. They're beautiful. Um, he was telling me all about them. Would you like to try one? I said, absolutely. Of course I would. <laughs> so he goes off and sucks these mandarins off the tree and he comes back. And uh, I, I was pretending it was like the, poison, the poisonous apple, right? So I was throwing all my segments down to Fluffy. He was here. Like, oh. And uh, he was, oh yeah, the sun's, the sun's got them this year. They're so sweet. They're so blah, blah, blah. He goes, anyway, to continue on your journey, you need to just go down the fence line here and jump over that gate down there. I was like, right, <laughs> so glad I bumped into you. Thank you very much. We shook hands and off I trotted. And as I cocked my leg over the fence to, to go into the, ne- the next field, he shouts out, anyway, it's not me you need to be scared of, it's my neighbour. <laughs> <laughs> so I, t- I tiptoed my way for the next 40 kilometres just trying to get to the team. But uh, look, it just... Most of my crazy and weird stories like that come out of Australia. Not even Israel, not even Sumatra, (laughs) not even the jungles or anywhere else. Like it literally comes out of Australia. Like the range is a weird and wonderful place.
1: (laughs) And like (laughs) you coming across with a nice Brit accent, like straight away, you're gonna be on the back foot. You're not from around here, are you mate?
0: Exactly, yeah, exactly. And I think I had like a polka dot
1: t-shirt on at the time,
0: which wouldn't have helped. (laughs)
1: How does let's go to to, a business model like you know so you're running all around the world doing insane crazy things and you know enjoying it at the end so what's your business model around that
0: well commitment now that's that's something that really came up for me when i sat down with all these experts like i literally went and sat down with all these these psychological experts around the country um so i could teach people kind of how do I get from A to B or how do we get from A to B? Running's one thing, but it's, it's, it's mental. Like every day I have to get on, put my shoes on when you don't know, feel, feel like it, you know. And every day for most people feels like that. So I sat down with these people to, to figure out what goes on in here. And, and through doing that, I realized that all it came down to is me having a tremendous amount of commitment. Right. And we all have commitment, but we're often, we often choose as and when we'd like to use it. Um, and commitment, I think, scares people. I think the word commitment, people go like, "Well, commitment," because and the reason why it scares people is because it means for most people that you have to deliver. It means no excuses are acceptable. You know, it doesn't matter how big the, if it's a small goal or a massive goal. Um, like, that, there's just no excuses, and and that's why it scares people. They're, they're reluctant to commit to stuff because then they know that they can't make excuses and they, they have to, you know, come, come up with some sort of result. Um, but really, commitment is all about knowing what you really want.
1: Yeah.
0: And when you think of it like that, that's not scary.
1: Yeah.
0: Well, what do you really want? And uh, I believe that if we can get kind of emotionally tied to what we're really trying to achieve in our work, um, and most of the time, that's got nothing to do with the work itself. Like, I sit down with a whole bunch of um, salespeople in particular. How do we get you know, salespeople committed to long-term success? And what we find out is that when we drill down enough is that those guys, it's not about the money and it's not really about the job. Like it's just about freedom most of the time or they want to prove their dad wrong or they want, you know, some security for their family or whatever the case may may be. But it's never anything to do with the actual work and the actual dollar side of it. You know, it goes much deeper than that. And the top 3% of any, any sales team, they're the ones that kick all of the goals. And when you sit down and talk to those, those people, they tell you exactly that. My goal is this, nothing to do with the dollars on, on, on the board. Everybody else thinks it's about the dollars on the board. And that's why they don't ever reach that, that, that quota. Just wow. that top 3% deal all the time. Yeah, exactly. Because they're focusing on something that you can't really get that excited about. Like it's very easy to get knocked sideways when you're trying to focus on, on dollars. Yeah. Um, but if you're focusing on freedom or you're focusing on secure, security, I mean, that gets you excited in the morning. Like to get up and go, today, I'm working on being free. Today, I'm working on massive amounts of security in my life. Like that. that's exciting. Money, it's kind of like it's exciting, um, but it's just hard to stay focused and committed on, on, the, on the dollar amount itself. So it's just about finding out what you really, 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 really want and being very clear on that emotionally tied to that so you feel that that's what is that burning desire and then going out and just taking some action based on those things
1: so so what drives you like what's what's the vision that you hold you know you continue to doing your adventure running and and running these enormous distances And, and as you say it's not just the distances it's the altitude it's the terrain it's the the almost unnatural environments for human beings to actually be in and like so so what drives you yeah what well, as as we established before
0: it isn't the running yeah like, it's not it's not a guy going pursuing his passion and i think if people think after this amount of time we've been speaking that that's what this is about then you you just missed the point because it's not about me pursuing a, pursuing a passion. Um, I'm a passionate about a lot a lot of stuff, but it doesn't mean it's gonna make my work any easier. You know, it's is, I don't think it's passion. So for me, like I have a, a really uh, a really connected to proving to myself something. I don't know what that is, and I don't know if I need to establish what it is. I mean, my, my upbringing was interesting, let's say. <laughs> um, my dad left us uh, left uh, when I was 10. And it's kind of funny when I sit down with these, sorry, you know, Psychological people, they they say, well, you don't remember anything before you were ten. Like you've you've kind of really locked all that stuff away. Um, and you know, I was, I was bullied a fair bit by my dad before that. Um, you know, my my sister picked on me a bit. I I was terrible at school. You know, I was picked on at school. My spelling was bad, still is. People comment on my Facebook posts. You spelt that wrong. Get over it. <laughs> um, <laughs> So, you know, I had kind of a bit of a, a sad upbringing and then I, I actually latched on to um, performing arts. I actually took a degree and passed with flying colours in performing arts. Uh, and I was told that you've got great, you know, you, you're going to go somewhere within the acting world. And I was kind of, I guess, I went off course and, and, and followed money um, in a job and going out partying and, and girls and that kind of stuff you want to do when you're when you're a young man or a young girl I guess, um, and you know and since then that's kind of been really I, I regret that a lot you know every day I regret that that I didn't pursue that so it's only this last five years that I've done some pretty amazing stuff and I think right now it's me proving to myself that I can I can do something pretty amazing you know because I didn't do something pretty amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I look back further, like I think my whole life has been has been like that. At least since I was ten. Yeah. Um, I think the only reason I'm here in Australia is me following that passion. And people say, well, what, "Why is that?" And I said, "Because um, leaving a little village in England <laughs> to go to the other side of the world as a teenage guy to live solo without your family and friends." Um, I think it's me trying to be somebody and prove to myself that I can I can do something pretty amazing. Um, and that's kind of where it is for me. So I actually don't know, Warwick, if it will be running moving forward. could be anything. You know, like it, it doesn't need to be sport even. Um, I don't know where it's going to take me. And I just have faith that all the right things will come my way and I'll uh, pursue whatever, whatever comes along. And at the moment, that still seems to be running.
1: <laughs> Boom. So, so what's next for you? Do you have uh, another adventure run, uh, adventure trip planned?
0: Well, we're going to find a few things on there. I, I say me because it's, I say this sorry, because it's not just me, you know. It's, it's a bunch of people that help me out, you know. I'm a big believer in having a really strong team and people that support what what, what you do. Um, and, yeah, there's a few things in the park work. I mean, there's this idea of maybe going over and running the Bibulum track in Western Australia, which is the 1000Ks. I think the current record on that is 15 days and nine hours. Um, I believe I could probably do that in 12. So that'd be a really nice way to, you know, knock off a, a new record. Um, but then it's like anything, it's getting it funded, it's having the time, um, you know, it's, it's this, these things, don't, don't, I can't just go over there and run it. I need a team, you know, I need dollars to do that. Um, there's another idea of thinking about just going around the world and just running 1,000 kilometer trails on every continent just in one year there's um, uh, heaps of ideas like there's yeah. heaps of ideas um, and then there's ideas not, not to run yeah. The right ideas to do stuff like maybe open up a beauty salon and spend all <laughs> of my time there getting myself pampered <laughs> who,
1: knows? Who, knows? So who knows you've who obviously knows? you've had a lot of experience you've learned a lot of stuff for the success that you've achieved what are, what are like three things you'd wish you'd known earlier if you could go back and save yourself a bit of pain early on what are some of the things that you'd wish you'd known earlier
0: I wish I knew that I'm my own problem. We are our own problems. We create our own blockages and, and challenges, or we don't don't need to. Um, I wish I knew that you just need to stay focused on the one thing that you truly believe believe in. And I think the other one is just exertion. Just like you've just got to put action in. You just got to constantly be active. You know, and that can be running day after day after day to get to the the, the end point, or doing emails or Whatever you do within your work. So I think those three things I've I've really learned, you know, that you just, we create our own challenges and our own own problems. Right. um, That you should just go and pursue whatever you feel, you know, like that real burning desire, regardless. Yeah. uh, And just put the whole, whole work in together.
1: Yeah, cool. Hey, Richard, fantastic chatting with you today. Thank you so much for your time. If people want to get in touch with you, because obviously you, you go and work with sales teams and, and other organizations to help them have their own ultimate adventures. So if, how do people get in touch with you?
0: Well, can I take a break? Because I'm tired after all that. That's exhausting. It's like just reminiscing about all the things I've done. It's like, oh my God, whoa. Um, you can contact me direct, directly through my website, which is ju- just my name, Um, And Bowls is like Camilla Parker Bowls, B-O-W-L-E-S. B-O-W-L-E-S but we're not related. Thank God. <laughs> uh, so um, You can contact me through social media there too.
1: Fantastic. Richard, thank you so much for your time today. really appreciate it. No worries, Warwick. Good, good to speak with you. You've been watching and listening to the Get More Success Show with Warwick Merry. look forward to having you back again next time. Thanks for listening to the Get More Success Show with Warwick Merry. Continue the conversation with other successful people over at getmoresuccess.com. That's where you'll find all the show notes as well as a link to our Facebook group that we'd love for you to join. Getmoresuccess.com is also where you'll find all the information you need to connect with me, your host, Warwick Merry. Thanks for listening, and we hope you can get more success.